BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Toast and happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's having a great day. I'm joined by my co-host who is stealing my Luke. Or are you stealing my Luke? We're wearing the same Luke combs. Different sweaters, but similar enough that I think will look really nice on the YouTube today. Maybe you should mosey on over to see these gorgeous girls. Let me tell you the funniest thing that happened to you. I've been up since the crack of dawn. I am Today is the day the movers come, pack and load the truck. Tomorrow they deliver everything to the new place. And so I've just been up, you know, doing a million things. I did start a moving vlog while I said I wouldn't do a home tour I will do a moving vlog so you can see like uh, a lot of people ask for an empty apartment tour of my old place yeah that's okay. fun sure and then you'll see like a sneak peek of the new place just a little bit I like Teaser. everybody was so res- everybody was so respectful I'm like wait you don't want it <laughs> that's whatever, all you had to do I was posting on Instagram about my move and how the movers were there and so I was like, t- I was hyping up the moving company that I use, which is Roadway. You use them. And I was like, they're so fab. Jackie used them to move to Florida. Somebody DM'd me. She was like, wait, Jackie lives in Florida? How does she do the toast? We are killing it with our YouTube setup. With our YouTube setup. But maybe they're just a podcast listener and right. nothing's changed for them. Right. We've got the Sure premium microphones. We've right. got the Roadcaster. We could be anywhere in the world, La. We should be anywhere in the world. If you ja. could- be anywhere in the world, La. Where would you be? At this very moment? Yeah. In my new apartment with everything unpacked and all my furniture delivered. Like the d- journey I have ahead of me is very daunting and overwhelming. So if I could just be at the end of it. Whew. You're a few days away from your dream. That's really not bad. Some people are years away. If that. That was me. That was you. I'm just saying dreams in general. Yeah. And especially for Californians, because they're the elk of dreamers. Yeah, that's so true. They could wait a lifetime. For a a dream like this. Yeah. So sure. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. Californians, don't stop dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. Um, So that's like just a little bit about me. Crazy moving girl, new apartment. Yeah. She's just crazy for change, that law turd. That La Turd is so crazy for change. My book club met last night. I want to hear all about it because you guys read The Measure, which was a Redheads book club book. We read it back in March. I really liked it. I thought it was a great book for a book club. So I know you didn't like it, but how did the book club discussion go? Mixed reviews all around. I would say three out of five didn't like it. Two out of, Well, we were missing two members. So three out of five liked it. Two out of five didn't. We're usually a group of seven. Um, it did spark interesting conversation. I did listen to the Redheads episode 
before so I could have like some fire talking points, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping nobody else listened to it because then they would know I was like regurgitating other people's brilliant ideas. And I don't think anyone did, thank God. Um, it was a great book club. We ate, I always eat so good at book club. That's why we call ourselves the Balabusta Book Club because we get a homemade meal every time. And last night was no different. We had bolognese. We I had saw a story. We had a roast chicken with rice. He went made three entrees. It was so I good. Saw. And then my friend Rachel made her famous chocolate chip biscotti cookies. Like I, I left like with gas. That's good. But I want to hear more about the book and the discussion. So the general consensus of the book was like, none of the characters were interesting. Agreed. We didn't like, we didn't like any of the characters. Agreed. Like the one we, uh, the one we all agreed that we liked best was Ben. I was going to say Ben. Yeah. But even then, like he wasn't great or compelling. So we didn't like the characters. Um, we did argue over like fate versus free will. Um, but the general consensus that we came to was that it really felt like the writer was trying to say something. It felt like she was trying she had to an make agenda. A, she, no, not an agenda. She was trying to make a statement about something, and we literally couldn't figure out what it was. You know? Yeah. Yeah, to me, and this wasn't for everyone, and certainly not what the writer had intended, because um, she literally wrote it before kind of the COVID madness. But for me, Dana and Snitch, like it was the book on COVID. It was about the vaccines. It was so analogous. Like I couldn't see it any other way, even though she literally explicitly said, that's not what this is. I didn't see it that way. I brought that up. Nobody else saw it that way. Nobody saw it that way. Wow. No, a lot of people like thought of COVID, but they didn't think of like the short stringers and the long stringers as people who got vaccinated and people who didn't. We, I think maybe it was a statement like on discrimination. Yeah, I think so. But I don't feel like it was a very well, um, like it wasn't clear what her message was from the book. I think it was about like discrimination, marginalized people, the treatment mm-hmm. of people. Okay. Unfairly. That like, really didn't come through for me. Yeah, I understand that. I just, when I finished the book, I, I was like, what is the point? Why did it, like, what was the point of this book? Well, it definitely makes it you think. It wasn't entertaining. Okay. I really didn't like it. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. I did like it. I really did. And I, th- I think about it all the time, like, since, because I'm just, like, always thinking about the string. Not always thinking about it, but so many things bring me back to the string concept. No, I haven't thought about it since. We did um, agree that it was, like, a good book club book. It sparked, you know, interesting conversation. And we're just really struggling. Like, we have not had a book since The Rose Code that everybody liked, or even, like, most people liked we're in a rut and for our next book all everyone in my book club is Jewish and we were thinking of doing a book on Israel just so we can like you know learn but we all agreed like that's a little boring <laughs> like yeah you could do something that's like adjacent to Israel like you know why there's a need for Israel sort of thing like about people yeah. like emigrating but also you guys probably know a lot more than the right. average reader because you've like grown up with it yeah, so we haven't picked a book for next month, but it was a great meeting of the crew. Um, and so, by the way, we've had three babies born in our book club. Wow. Sorry, two, excuse me. But the next book club, Margot will most likely miss because she's due any day now. So we're just kind of like like a really fam- – we're like a traditional book club. Well, we would know it by the name. I do feel like the name sums it kind up. Kind of gives it away. You're just like childbearing, eating, cooking women. 
Yeah, no, no. We literally are in the 50s. We should have read, even though everyone in the book club's already read it, but as a group, we should have read Lessons in Chemistry because like that book was for us. I'm obsessed with Lessons in Chemistry. I haven't watched it yet. I got the PR package from mm. HBO and it was really, really cute, except I wasn't- HBO, it's on Apple. Sorry, sorry oh. to the PR company. <laughs> yeah, it was Apple. Um, I, it came while I was in New York, so- it didn't really work out, but they sent a lasagna bolognese in like this L.L. Bean cooler bag. Was it kosher? No, and it was rotten by the time I got home. Yeah, I couldn't Thanks, have eaten Apple. it anyway, but it was a cute idea. And it was a cool, it's this huge cooler bag. It's the coolest bag. It says supper at six. And they, it came with like a notebook for your recipes, some like um, alcohol-free wines. It was so cute. That is cute. I'm just you like just obsessed with lessons in chemistry and I just don't want to watch it because like, it's something I'll always have to look forward to. We talked about it at book club because a lot of people were annoyed that it's being released like one episode at a time. So some people had started it, some people had not. I think everyone in the book club has read the book. Um, but we were talking how we, we, we didn't think it was like an amazing casting for Brie Larson. This, she's never going to be my go-to. You know what I mean? But she's yeah. a solid citizen. Like for me, it would have been like January Jones, you know, cause that's. Oh my God. It would have been January she's Jones. She's someone like you can get really excited about. Like I personally don't get like so excited about Brie Larson, but she's just like a great solid actress and she'll be very good. Yeah. Um, you just reminded me that when about PR packages, I don't know how to do this in any other way. And I just feel like a lot of the girlies who work for like brands and PR companies listen to the toast. I'm moving. So if you have an address on file for me, like don't send stuff there anymore. Like if you need my new address, we'll get it to you, but just don't send any more boxes, please. I don't know how else to get that message. People across. like post that on their Instagram stories, influencers I've seen. Yeah. I just feel like that's not going to hone, hone in for people. Like I think the toast is really kind of transformative in that way. I think that's great. I hope that all your boxes get where they need to go. Oh God, me too. Which eventually is in the garbage because you're the sweeper. I am the sweeper. <laughs> um, I swept literally update from yesterday with the closet organizers and the decluttering girlies. Ben did an amazing job. We literally, I own half of my earthly possessions now than I did yesterday. I feel so light. And then when the movers came, like there's 1 million boxes and they like are just getting started. I really, I have so much crap. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes, but that's also because they, you know, pack sparsely and they give yeah. space for everything. They make space. Yeah, don't, like, sometimes you see so many boxes, but there's not, like, so much in them. Yeah, so that's it, true. It's okay. Okay. They like to make space and leave space for everyone. They like to make space, yeah. So that's my moving update. Vlog is in process, and it's a very exciting week for me. How's everything going with you, Jax? Mother of two, back at work full time? Things are going well. Go, being back at work, very exciting. Um, speaking of vlogs, I actually just posted a vlog this weekend that people are kind of loving. It was like my book launch week vlog and it started out like really, really so excited. So much excitement. And then just like little by little chipping away at that until, you know, the excitement completely petered out after October 7th. Um, but it was a journey and I do like a really big try on haul of like all these authorial looks, a little postpartum conversation about how I'm feeling, where I'm at, what size jeans I'm wearing. Um, brave. Brave, yeah. Just cause, I don't know, I was just like feeling like chatting to you. You were feeling brave. No, I don't even feel like it was brave. Okay. I just feel like it was real. 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 And there's another vlog on the Patreon. We both did vlogs. We actually, it's going to be a vlog-heavy month, but that's just because there's so many exciting things happening in our lives this month. Um, I had a vlog right before that 
trying on clothes for LA, which was traumatizing. So lots of try-ons, lots of girly, swirly action on the Patreon. Yeah, the people love the try-ons. It's the worst. Like, for the person filming it, there's no uh, worse experience. For the people watching it, there's no greater experience. So we do it for you. And then we have some other episodes brewing this month I'm really excited about. And... That's really exciting. I can't believe October is almost coming to a close. It's zoomed by. Zoomed by in a flash. I'm looking forward to the end of year because it's the best time of year. Mm -hmm. I have a new apartment where I could see the snow by Christmas. But it is making me sad. Like my year of yes, wasn't that yesterday? It was yes today. I'm almost one year into saying yes. And then next year, what will you say? No. Really? No, I don't know. I have enjoyed, by the way, saying yes to life. I would recommend it. Hmm. So you'll say yes again next year, no? I'll have to reevaluate where I'm at at, the, at New Year's, you know? Yeah. Make some I don't want to make any blanket statements. Resolutions. Yeah. Well, it's very exciting. The holidays are coming up. So festive. It's the greatest time of year. And it's here. Help me celebrate it. Joy to the world and everyone lift up your lights. There's a favorite. That's like an underrated holiday, Bob. Like everybody knows Kelly Clarkson, but what about Allie and AJ? Honestly, they know it. It's there. It's rated. Okay. I feel like people give it the props it deserves. I mean, it's that time of year again where we're, we're nonstop going to be talking about Kelly Clarkson's album. Cr- Christmas Spectacular. It's so good. I can't wait to like go I all in. I wonder what Kelly has up her sleeve this year for holiday. She always does something. Remember last year was the the big NBC special with all those guests, Ariana Grande. Yes. And she put out another holiday album. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Also Hopefully good. she's got some some big plans on her Patreon. She bet. Kelly needs a Patreon. I would sign up in a second. I just like want her to cook for me. Yeah. And she has like, she's very homey because she has that you know, Wayfair Furniture line. She has, you know, the kids, the Christmas song. She's kind of like a Martha Stewart in the making. Children's book. Right. Yeah. It's time. Kelly, patreon.com slash Kelly Clarkson. After patreon.com slash the toast. After. After. How are the stories today? They're good. Um, Brittany is taking over the news. I don't think we're talking about her today, but her book did come out today. So there's just like a million stories, bombshells from the book. I am going to read it. I started the new Sophie Kinsella book, which I'm just like not really loving right now. And I read a really similar book last year. So I'm like kind of regretting having started it, but I love Sophie Kinsella. She's my favorite author. So I'm going to push through. Then I have to read the Redheads book, which... First Thursday of November, reading The Dead Romantics. Read along with us. It's like spooky season. Who picked it? Rebecca. I never heard of it. It's like a new book. It's a comedy, like a rom-com, but also a bit spooky. Perfect for Halloween. And then I will read Britney's book. So I'm a little backed up. I suggested to the book club that maybe we try a memoir since we're just kind of like striking out with every select. And nobody was into the idea. I was brutally rebuffed. I would read... Britney's book for the redheads, but I know Dana's the next pick and she's not going to pick that. Definitely not. I wouldn't even want her to because she always pick like leads us into interesting territory. Yeah, yeah. And her end of year book, her December pick is always like the best book of the year. A bang out. We had Addie LaRue, Midnight Library, Horse. Matt, uh, Midnight Library was one of the worst books. What? You're crazy. I couldn't even finish it. It was horrible. It was so short. Oh my God, so fucking depressing. It was a little depressing, but it makes you think. 
I've just had enough with thinking, you know? I know. I feel that way. So I'm like, I'm going to read a mindless book. And now I'm reading a mindless book. And I'm like, well, this is a waste of my time. Okay. That's so real. I literally flip flop between World War II books and pornography. And every time I'm reading pornography, I'm like, this is such a waste of my intellect. Mm -hmm. And every time I'm reading World War II, I'm like, my God, this is fucking depressing. Yeah. Like, I just want to keep it light and bright. So true. It's so hard to be such an avid reader and, and an intellect. Yeah. It's, and People it's just realize. hard to find like books that like walk the middle line that are like entertaining and also good quality reads. Also, I think the more that I read, like the higher my bar Of course. Is. I feel like last year I probably had like 10 or 15 five star books. This year, I might have two. But that's also because when you were a new reader, everyone recommended the five-star books to you. And you read them all first. And now you're like going through the fours and the three stars. Oh my God, that's so real. Like we all read Luckiest Girl Alive, Crawdads, Evelyn Hugo first. And everything else just kind of like pales in comparison. It's so true. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want everyone at Goodreads to know, like I am on to you. I am on to you and your fraudulent ways. I think good. I need to look into like who owns Goodreads. Because, Amazon. Uh, no, I'm telling you. It's Jeff. A publishing house has to own it. And they're hyping up their books that sting. Like, do you know how many like Goodreads famous books I've read that are some of the biggest piles of shit I've ever read in my life? Well, that's just like book world. No, I'm telling you, Goodreads is like a industry plant. Oh my gosh, don't say that. I love Goodreads and I use it in a, I engage with it in a very genuine and authentic way. I'm on it right. So by the way, I was literally on it this of, morning. All of their users do. Like the users aren't the problem. I'm telling you, like people go to Goodreads with the purest of hearts. It's the people at the top that are starting stuff. No, and Goodreads does have a gap in their product in terms of book recommendations. Like, yes. it, I say I like, they're always like recommending like To Kill a Mockingbird. It's like, that's just not what I want to read. And like when and you go to like lists, like, okay, so I have my favorite genres here. Let's click historical fiction. It is like the oldest list of books from like the last 20 years. Like where's the fresh ones? No. And on Amazon, when you go to a movie, one of my favorite things to do is like if I'm in the mood to watch something like Nancy Myers ish I'll go to like the holiday and go to customers also watched. And that algorithm is amazing. Every time I look, I find what I'm looking for. Goodreads needs that. For sure. You can find it on Amazon. The thing is, Turdy, not to toot our own horns, but like we actually really um, influence that section. Like when you go to any of the books that we love, if you went Mm -hmm. to like customers also read, it's like all the other books that we love. I know. It's like a circle jerk of the same books. Because we started the jerk. We did. Like our influence is just like too vast. I'm seriously like not even kidding. Like if you wanted to read um, something similar to Evelyn Hugo (coughs) or. Luckiest Girl Alive would come up. Yeah. Like it's all the book. Well, Evelyn Hugo, everyone loves. But I'm just saying like even some of the random books we like, then it's just all the other books that we've recommended. No, we're too powerful for our own good. And it's like who recommends to us? That's what I'm saying. Where do I get my recommendations? I get them from uh, the redheads, like community listeners. I get them from Dana too. She reads a lot and she'll tell me like something that she thinks I would like. I get my recommendations from you. Having said that, I think now that I'm like more of a avid reader and I have my particular likes and interests, I don't think your recommendations serve me anymore. Like I think we have really different styles. Yes, 
But I feel like I don't recommend that much to you because I think a lot of what I read, like I know you wouldn't like. Right. So I'm kind of out of recommendations for you. Yeah, I, I don't know where to go for recommendations. Book recommendations are really hard. I feel like there are so many places for TV recommendations, but not books. Because it means someone has to sit and read it. And that's why no, people also, join. books are so personal. That's like, also why people like, you know, do follow Reese's Book Club or Oprah. Yeah. But it's kind of hit or miss over there. But it's also just personal. Yeah, and it's just like sometimes it's not the vibe. Sorry. Right, for one person. But another another person's favorite book can be someone's like literal, like zero star piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you have to follow book clubs. Even like Emma Roberts has her book club and we've overlapped a lot. Um, and I've read like some of the books that she recommends like perchance, but she's a little, sometimes not my vibe. I, I can't really? explain what the vibe is, but it's not mine sometimes. The vibe is personal. That's why you have to create your own book club. and you got But even I created my own book club and like we're in our flop era. Yeah. That's, but anyways, that's what I'm saying. Like that is an app that needs to be made where it's like, a better generator for recommendations and like community shared interests. No, and they're not, you know, pushing product from publishing houses that they own. I will, I will you, look who owns Goodreads because I know you can connect your Amazon. I don't think Amazon owns it. I'm telling you Penguin Random House, like some big publishing company, I'm onto something. Goodreads is an American social cataloging website and a subsidiary of Amazon. That allows oh. individuals to search its database of books. What publishing houses does Amazon own? Oh, that's a... What publishing house? Guys, I'm telling you, I'm like, I, I know I'm onto something. They probably own a lot. They have Amazon Publishing. Yeah, and like Kindle Unlimited. Like they have a lot of Kindle exclusive authors. Does Amazon have a publishing house? No, not... Jackie, they're hiding it. Why the Penguin Random House merger is also about Amazon. I literally told you. The U.S. wants to stop Penguin Random House from buying Simon & Schuster. The elephant in the room is Amazon. This is giving younger. Totally. Whatever. Like, whatever it is, I know it's buried in paperwork and shell companies. Penguin Random House owns Goodreads. You heard it here first. Goodreads. Shut up. I hate you. <laughs> um, should we dive in? Yeah, might as well dive in to the fast five stories that you need to know. And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Saks.com. We are always doing our best when it comes to looking fabulous on the podcast. Sometimes our pajama uniforms and sweatshirts shade do need a little bit of an upgrade and that's why we love shopping at sax.com for everything from podcast looks to gno outfits and more so if you're looking to get your summer wardrobe you know your capsule wardrobe in check sax.com is a fabulous fun and flirty place to shop they have all the best designers that we know and love and they're also really fab at discovering new up-and-coming designers that you can get before everyone else does and then you're the coolest girl in town sax.com is super fun and easy to shop on so whether you're going for a cozy fall vibe a more elevated look they've got it all at sax.com and it's really easy to shop. They have different categories. You can shop by occasion. So if you're going on vacation and you need like work looks, you go to a conference, maybe you've got a crush on your coworker, you need a cute blazer suit. They'll help you out with their fabulous, fun, easy, and fresh way to shop. Uh, you can also shop. They get really specific. You can shop by your star sign. So they're making it easy for you horoscope girls. You can find the perfect revenge dress from brands like Christopher Esber and Cult Gaia. I love discovering new brands at Saks.com. They're also just amazing. They have great customer service. They have great shipping. It's also just uh, a big 
database. I hate when you're shopping on, on websites and you literally like get to the end of the product. You know, you can never get to the end of the pages at Saks.com. Like there's just endless. So discover new ways to shop for everything every day at Saks.com. That's S-A-K-S.com. Thank you, Saks, for sponsoring today's episode. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do. You know what's good for you, but you just cannot seem to do it. Well, therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work on yourself instead of against yourself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why don't you give BetterHelp a try? It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That is, in my opinion, one of the best things about BetterHelp because so many things about in-person therapy can be really awkward, especially if you don't vibe with your first or second or even third therapist, which is totally normal because... What's more personal than therapy? Nothing. Um, they make it easy. So it's like not awkward. You don't have to go and call and cancel. They'll just switch you. And then you could talk to your next therapist, uh, whatever medium you're most comfortable with. So you can text, you can video call, you can uh, regular phone call like back in the day. So whatever you're most comfortable with, whatever you can be the most honest with, always a, never a bad time to start therapy. And BetterHelp is an amazing, affordable, and very accessible option. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash toast today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash toast, betterhelp.com slash T-O-A-S-T. You know, if you're trying to fall asleep at night and your thoughts don't stop racing, put those thoughts to bed. Therapy is always the answer. Today's episode is also brought to you by Seed. Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strain that has been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits. It's free from 14 classes of allergens defined by EFSA. Uh, it's sugar-free, it's vegan, it's soy-free, it's sesame-free, it's gluten-free, it's peanut-free, it's AMPA-free, dairy-free, shellfish-free, corn free. So if you've been wanting to start taking a prebiotic or you've take one, taken one in the past that hasn't worked for you, Seed is the best in the business. You take two capsules once a day on an empty stomach and it's engineered to survive your external and internal environments. Their capsule and capsule via cap safeguards viability through digestion for delivery of an average 100% of your probiotic starting dose to your colon. So there's so many benefits, you know, for your digestive health, a lot of benefits for your skin. You know, if you're not making the best duties, you're not consistent, maybe they're a little sharp. You want to make a big soft duty, check out Seed. Also, the skin health is really um, fabulous because similar to your gut, your skin has its own microbiome and your skin is home to trillions of microorganisms and their byproducts collectively known as your skin microbiome. So get it together. Like get on a prebiotic, probiotic. Seed is a place, the DS01 Daily Symbiotic. You can avoid gut mania and head to the trusted source for symbiotics. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com toast and use code toast to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed, S-E-E-D dot com slash toast and use code toast, T-O-A-S-T, at seed.com slash toast to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Thank you, Claude. You're welcome. Our first story, Kim Kardashian is launching Skims for Men. She dropped the ad campaign yesterday featuring athletes like Brazilian soccer star Neymar da Silva Santos Jr. NBA star Shai Gilgius Alexander of the Oklahoma City Thunder and NFL defensive end Nick Bosa of the San Francisco 49ers Bang Bang Bang, Party Lou. Um, I saw this like and I gasped. I was obsessed. 
I love Nick Bosa. Not enough people talk about him. He's literally the hottest man alive. I didn't know him, and I'm like part of Bang Bang Niners gang. I really only know him because of his thighs. Like, have you seen the thighs? They were actually talking about his thighs on the broadcast last night. You know him from his size before he was in his undies? Yes. Where did you see his size? Like, anytime they're on TV, Jackie, they're the biggest things. Just Google Nick Bosa thighs. I'm not going to Google You're going to be that. shocked. I'm going to just they're Google Nick Bosa and see if his thighs stand out to me. Okay, because it's giving, you know... Tessa Bailey novel. Okay, I'm on my way. Images. They're like enormous. Yeah. But like, don't all really, all football players have like big thighs? Yes, his are, I believe, to be extraordinary. (laughs) I can't with you. Uh, We were talking on the phone yesterday. Is this man single? And if so, is he dating Kim? I mean, I have to imagine if Kim was on set, they definitely went for dinner. Like, I'm sorry, you just can't be around someone that hot. Yeah. Oh, wait. It looks like he had a girlfriend. When was this? In 2021. We're safe. Yeah, it's like if they're not engaged by now, like they're definitely probably not together. I love that Skims launched for men. I think that's really, really smart. Um, I like that she got creative. You know, Skims is an international brand, so I don't know this Brazilian footballer, but I'm sure he's like a huge deal. Well, the name Neymar is a big name in football, but then there was a junior. So I'm wondering if this is like the son of of the Mm. big Neymar or if this is Neymar himself. The son of a preacher man. The son of a big Neymar. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, I wish she did like a few more people. Yeah. Three isn't enough. We were also saying that who she needed to have in this campaign was David Beckham. Now, I'm sure the campaign was shot before Beckham mania, but Skims is really good about turning around like people who get famous. Remember when they did the two girls from White Lotus, like the day they got famous? They're really good about turning shit around. I would have loved it. And David is friends with... Kim and Victoria's friends with Kim and she was just at the show sitting next to David. Yeah. Like theorizing yeah, 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 her men's yeah. drop, knowing he has a documentary coming out. It was a, honestly a little bit of a missed opportunity. Plus it would bring in an older generation of men. Like, But do you think that him doing a shoot for like another company is like a conflict of interest? His wife, like she makes clothes. For women? Yeah, I guess. I guess, I guess. But he might like, you know, have already an underwear sponsorship oh for sure by the way for sure I'm sure she's actually pretty limited in who wasn't contractually tied to another underwear company like Calvin Klein or even like Nike yeah you probably couldn't do also skims because it's not just undies it's shirts it's apparel yeah 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 so that's she, actually a really good point she kind of had to go with these untethered people also it looks like Neymar is the Neymar He's the Neymar. The Neymar. That's so that's a big I, deal in the soccer world. I loved this. I also I did watch the 49ers game last night and I have some harsh thoughts for one Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy Lou. Jack, he stunk it up. Like he lost the game for everyone. He threw two interceptions. Like they had that fighting chance at the end. Then he threw this interception. And you know what? They still had a chance. Literally 20 seconds left. They they could have made a touchdown if they wanted to. But you're saying they didn't want to. Interception, Brock. So here's It wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. It was almost like maybe he needs glasses because the guy he we threw it to like wasn't even close to one of his actual teammates. Maybe he thought that guy was on his team. So here's what I think. It's different with a quarterback because they really are responsible for how the game plays out. But like if one person is responsible for like you winning or losing, like what about the rest of the team? Agreed. Like when David Beckham, when they didn't win that World Cup because like David was out of the game, it's like, well, what about the rest of the team? Like, where's the accountability so for you guys? You can't win a game without so this true. one player. And we're all going to be mad at the one player who's been apparently winning every game for you. 
Yeah, quarterback's a little different, but I do agree with you wholeheartedly. And I will say, the San Francisco's 49ers defense was not defending in the way that they needed to. They weren't defense. No. Damn. So it's just an off night. And I, I don't think it's right to blame it all on Brock Turdaloo. But I yeah. hear what you're saying. He wasn't no, playing was, beautiful football. Because we we keep saying for the Super Bowl, like it's going to be either the Chiefs, Eagles, or the 49. 49ers. And they were all 5-1 last week. So they're even. The Eagles as of this week are 6-1. The Chiefs are 6-1. And, and now the 49ers are 5-2. and two. Okay, I understand your disappointment, Turdy, but they're allowed to like have a one bad game. It's two in a row. And as long as it's not, I was just watching the Kelsey documentary and the Eagles had like a, a bad couple games right before they made the Super Bowl too. So it's like, it's going to okay. be okay. Maybe they'll, it's good to work these things out now, make the mistakes now. I just, I want more for my friends on the team. I don't know if I've mentioned, like I'm actually really friendly with a lot of the players. Like we're kind of like lifelong friends, me and Kyle and George. And like, I just, I want more for them. It hurts because you know? you're an empath. It hurts. It, that's the thing. It's hard to be a football fan when you're so deeply empathetic. Yeah, to both teams, to players on both teams. No, and I know how hard my friends, Kyle and George, I know how hard they work, you know, year round. And I just, I want, I want them to succeed because that's the type of person I am. Like I lift others up. Who did they play last night? Like some losery ass team. Oh, Sorry, no offense. Minnesota. The Ravens. Oh, yeah, wait, no, sorry. I got the colors. They're both purple. Vikings, they're actually not a losery-ass team. Um, they're fine, but, like, their record was, like, two and five. So, like, they are stinkers, in, you know, relative to the, to, the, to the league. Yeah. It should have been an easy game. A team that's five and one is playing a team that's one and five. Like, where's the logic? Yeah, maybe there's greatness on that team. That was another thought I had when I was watching Beckham, when, like, he went to... Real Madrid and every great player in the world is on Real Madrid and then they start like losing or they and they lost their first game and it's like well I want to watch a documentary about that other team because it looks like there's greatness over there big week for them yeah like or no maybe they're just an incredible team it's like Mallorca they just like always beated them and I'm like maybe I should yeah. be watching a documentary about Mallorca they always beated them they always beated them <laughs> I love sports. Like, I can't believe I wasted so much of my life, like, not being interested in it. Um, I kind of want to go to the Jets game this Sunday because I'm obsessed. And I love the Jets. Like, that's my team. That is. So that's where you've landed? That's where I've landed. Well, I have, a, I have many teams. Let's not forget. 49ers, like, but I'm for my home team, people are always like, Giants, Jets. It's the Jets. Yeah, I feel that. I don't feel um, simpatico with the Giants. I don't know them. Me neither. I think it was because our dad was a Jets fan. Yeah. Our dad was also a Mets fan. That's tougher. Yeah, because like when it comes to Mets and Yankees, like the Yankees are just fabulous. They're like the richest team in the MLB. They're so historic. You know, they were on Seinfeld. George Costanza worked for them. Like they're so New York. No, and it's like we have two New York teams. One is incredibly good and one is incredibly bad. Why would you electively root for the bad team? By the way, that's like not the case anymore. That was the case when we were growing up. But the Mets, I feel like yeah, it's they, more so the case than ever. The Yankees are always like World Series adjacent, even if they don't make it to the series. No, Jackie, that was literally when we were in middle school. No, that they was were like always literally in the World like Series. two years ago. No, no, no. The Mets aren't. The Mets and World Series haven't been uttered in the same sentence. No, no. But the Mets have Pete Alonso and Mike Piazza and Matt Harvey. I think no, he's down and out. I don't think he works anymore. Oh, jealous. So 
Nick Bosa and his undies. Oh, that's what I was saying. I just love sports. Like, I need to get more. And Ben's like, now Ben is really excited because he comes home and, like, I'm watching football. And Ben doesn't love football. He's really into basketball. He's like, the Knicks start next week. And I'm just, like, I kind of don't care. Basketball doesn't do it for me. No. Basketball, it's not as relaxing as football. It's kind of frantic. No, the most frantic is hockey. Like, how in the fuck are we supposed to see that puck? It's tiny and it moves so fast. And also the the field is smaller than like a football field and they go faster on their skates. So it's like, we're just shuffling up and down the field. It's also very violent. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I like, I don't mind hockey though. I actually like hockey. Yeah, I like it too because you get to wear like a nice chunky sweater if you go to a game. Yeah, where it's like a basketball game, like you're rubbing up against people, sweating your titties off. Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah. Um, so Skims Men, check it out for your mans. Looking forward to seeing other models in future drops. Yeah, I I, I thought this was smart and I want more. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Speaking of sports. I think they need Ben's offer celebrity. If they could get him. If he's not already contractually obligated to Gildan. Those are the types of underwears he wears. (laughs) From Amazon. <laughs> Look, because Ben was buying Calvin Klein underwear and it's literally a pack of three for $33. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Are you the queen of England? Right. Like, why do you need such expensive underwear? And he's like, because they're so good. Like the band is really tight and it like holds me in. I'm like, let me just try. And I literally ordered the first one I saw off of Amazon, a pack of like a hundred for $3. He's obsessed. Obsessed. You should get him Skims Men because they're a sponsor. So reach out. Yeah. Okay. I'll try. I'll try. I'll see if he likes it. Yeah. I'm sure they're delicious. Like when Ben was wearing more expensive underwear than me, I was like, there's a problem here. Agreed. Thank you. Our next story, some more sports news. Travis Kelsey's dad, Ed, is praising very sweet Taylor Swift for picking up trash in the suite. He said she's not a diva. So Taylor Swift just got the seal of approval from Ed Kelsey, her boyfriend's dad. Ed had nothing but praise to... um, for the singer after meeting her for the first time at the October 12th Kansas City Chiefs game. Talking to People Magazine on Monday, he described Swift as a very, very sweet, very charming, down-to-earth young woman. He also noted that Swift's intelligence comes through right away. He said that um, he recalled a very special moment when he realized Swift was a very genuine person rather than a diva. He said, quote, we're sitting in the suite. She gets up and in the front of the room, she gets up to go get a drink or something. And she starts picking up empty bottles, cans, plates that are scattered around. Because in the suites, everybody gets stuff and you empty it down wherever you can. And I'm just thinking, I don't think she got the diva memo. She didn't get the spoiled musician. She doesn't know how to pull that off. And that to me really said a whole lot. There's just something so interesting here that like if one of Taylor's boyfriends in the past had their dad do a People Magazine interview, I'd be like, what the fuck? Something about the Kelsey's is so precious. Like they're really just like this down home family. They're not thirsty because they get attention very naturally. They don't need to be thirsty. So I could see a world in which a story like this in another scenario like would have rubbed me the wrong way, even though he's saying nice things. But something about it is so precious. I think also the anecdote that he's sharing, like if he just spoke to People Magazine to like get his name out there and say like, oh, she's nice. It was a fun day. Like, okay, like get his name out there. (laughs) Yeah, I would be like, okay, sit down. But he's sharing these behind the scenes tidbits that show Taylor in such a favorable light, but also speak to like, future daughter-in-law dynamics like when you meet your in-laws like yeah you better start picking up the garbage around like you that oh, can is I help with the dishes yeah, yeah you put the dishes in the sink you you know you dry off the dishes like that's something that 
you do. And I feel as though him sharing this with all of us, it's something we can all relate to of like, yeah, you get to work. Like you're trying to impress the rents. Get to work. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> so relatable in so many ways. And I don't know, like the more we learn, the more convinced, like Heather McDonald said on the show, toast, like she thinks they're going to get married. And I thought it was so crazy, but like, honestly, yeah. I went from not believing that these two had ever met to, okay, acknowledging that they're like hooking up and it's like a fun, fresh fling to fully believing like they're getting married. I'm on my way there as well, honestly. And I said that that would not be the case, but I feel like they like each other so much. I think their lifestyles really complement each other. Yeah. And they say like if you have to date an athlete scheduling wise, it's always, it's best to date a footballer. Because their, their season's the shortest. Yeah, and they have one game a week. I think the worst is, is baseball. baseball. Yeah. That's what I've heard. They have one game a week, right? Like, Travis is out and about with her up until, like, Friday. And baseball, they have, like, seven games in one city. Yeah, like, it's insane. I just learned about that. Yeah, I know. That every baseball game is a series. Yeah, I told you that on the test. I know. I'm, I'm still wrapping my head around it. Yeah, no, it's dumb. So the Subway Series growing up, I thought it was a World Series between the both New York teams. Um, no, and it happens every year, and it's seven games, the Yankees versus the Mets. Moronic. Moronic. <laughs> like, who's coming up with these ideas? Not us. As if a baseball game isn't long enough. We have to do it seven times just to make oh, sure. we don't even talk about that. Football games are actually low-key long, too. Let's be real. But I like it. So I can't talk about baseball without getting this song in my head, like, root. Root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Because it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. It's a gorgeous song. Like, that's the thing about baseball. We can clown on it, but it really is, like, the most historic, like, American. Like, they were playing that shit, like, in the, you know, 1400s. The Great Depression. Yeah, and like all those songs, like you're singing a song that the New Yorkers of yore used to yeah, sing. Yeah, it connects me to the people of the past. Right, and also like, you know, we want a homer, just a little homer. H-O-M-E-R, homer, homer, homer. <laughs> we want we a picture, want a not a belly itcher. P-I-T-C-H-E-R. Picture, picture, picture. How does it go? Because it goes, we want to sing, just, just a little, a little sing. sing. S I N S I N G L E sing. Let me sing. We want to double, just a little double. D O U B L E double, double, double. We want to triple, just a little triple. Yeah. T R I P L E triple, triple. And then how does it go? We, we want a homer. Just a little homer. Maybe the H O H O M H O M E R U N. Home run. Turdy. Let's go. Hit By the way, one, you're right about that. Then you're right run. about that. Yeah, then, it's, then right. it's a key change. Gets crazy. Remix. Oh, that's why I like that song, the key change. <laughs> and a remix. Frick up, frick up, fresh. H-O-H-O-M, H-O-M-E-R-U-N, home run. Turdy. <laughs> Hit one, one, then run. By the way, no other sport has songs like that. We need to reevaluate the musical element. Yeah. It counts for something. Oh, I guess football has, oh, Sunday night. Okay. And you know what? Um, you know what basketball has? OGs will remember 
but do what you're gonna do but i know what basketball has friday night nicks on msg got a front row seat do it just to get there they also have national anthem fergie's version so true can't be cannot be understated no but no one's got that spirit like baseball does and that's like you're right and that history that history there is something there yeah that's beautiful so ed kelsey taylor picking up the trash in the suite so sweet so sweet she's a pop star and you know a sanitation girly we love yeah and you know uh trying to impress daughter-in-law of the future like so so you know she's taking this seriously it's so true or she just like naturally is a sweeper yeah oh my god we have so much in common she's a sweeper sweeper. i sweep like yeah okay let me ask you a question when you're out at a restaurant and you go to the bathroom and you're washing your hands and they have like the garbage holes you know like the counter has a hole in it and it's trash and there's like water all over the counter and like people's paper towels do you clean it up no Oh, I do. That's unsanitary. Yeah, I know. Yikes. But I'm like, I'm a sweeper. Like, I can't let that You're a sweeper to your core, but to your own detriment. Sweeping is not serving you in this instance. Does nobody else do that? Sound off in the comments. I feel like that. I thought that was like a, like a universal thing. No, that's really like unsanitary because still someone has to like wipe down the counter anyway so you're just like absorbing germs for what to help to sweep (laughs) it's in her blood it's it's in my blood she can't turn it on and off no i wouldn't even if i could are you ready for our next story yeah (sighs) r.i.p to this ship tom brady and arena shake's relationship has fizzled there's good there's no drama says a source but the two are no longer spending time together The pair, who were first linked in July, have gone their separate ways after their relationship fizzled out, multiple sources tell People. TMZ was the first to report the news. The source said, Irina was very- Oh no. She did all this to make him jealous and Bradley Cooper's seeing someone now. Oh yeah. She like- So- She overplayed the hand. Mission aborted. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, no, you got- When you're that beautiful, I totally understand. Like, you have to be careful. But you got to get the timing right of like, you know- Yeah. Of the user of one person. Right. Because you right. could to push like, the other to make too them far jealous. away. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, Irina, I feel for her. This girl, like, she can't catch a break. She cannot get arrested. Damn, well, um, Irina was very attracted to Tom, the source says. She liked dating him. It excited her. Wow, that's so different of her. It excited her. She's very attractive. They had fun traveling to see each other. In the end, it kind of just fizzled. I mean, I didn't think this was a great love, but to like the timing of her and Bradley, like now kind of inversely becoming single and one of them seeing someone, like that sucks. Yeah. I just like have a hot take. Like I think Bradley Cooper, like like I'm like he like was handsome. The operative word being was. Mm. Like she should have stuck with Tom Brady. She should have. I actually just turned on The Hangover the other night. Um, I watched three minutes, but just enough to like remember that that's how we kind of were introduced to Bradley Cooper. Yes, and he's yes. so like his whole vibe and his whole brand has changed so much since that. I have to remember what he looked like in The Hangover. He looked just like a regular like bro. No, he was like the gorgeous, handsome one. Like Zach Galifianakis was obsessed with him, and he had like long hair, right? Yeah, and now he's like just a good looking actor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That he, the long hair was was nice. 
Yeah. What do you think he was hottest in? I would have to go look at IMDb, but obviously American Sniper. Agreed. I loved that like buzz cut beef patty look on him. Yeah. That was like, that's like my type. Yeah. Are there people who don't find that attractive? Yeah. I would say up until this point, Taylor Swift didn't find that attractive. Maybe she did, but maybe those guys never were into her. So she like kind of survival method, like went the artsy route. But she was always singing about the football player who didn't like her. But she was never dating them. Because they maybe they didn't want to date. Like maybe it was out of self-preservation. They wanted to date Maybe her. it was out of they self-preservation. No, her. you listen to You Belong With Me. Like. Okay, that was 17 years ago. Right, but those sorts of things, like they influence who you become. That's she true. might have like put a wall up because she felt some sort of rejection from those people. Yeah, I feel that. Maybe Taylor should date Nick Bosa next. Sound off in the comments. Do you not find like big hunky men attractive? If you're a head or a woman. Or a gay man. Yeah. Sound off. Sound off. Are you ready for our next story that I know you're going to find really funny? What number it's is four. this? Three? Oh my God, no, I'm so not I know ready. you're not Pardon ready. And you have to get ready because this is like literally a turdy. Special? A turdy dreamscape. Oh, I can't wait. Today's episode and the Turdy Dreamscape is brought to you by Athena Club. We all know that as weather gets colder, our self-care routines often take a back seat. But this year, it's all about feeling comfortable and confident in our own skin all year long. So when we bundle up in our cozy sweatpants and long socks, there's nothing like the smooth feeling of freshly shaved legs. Plus, as the weather gets colder, there's no pressure around how often we want to be beach ready or showing our legs. So we really shave for ourselves, which is the best. So if you're looking to step up your shaving game, you have to check out Athena Club's award-winning razor kit. It's seriously the best on the market, and here's why. First of all, it is an absolute steal at just $10. Don't let the price fool you. The razor packs a serious punch. It comes with a beautifully made handle and two extra five blade blade cartridges that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time. It also has that magnetic hook that just reminded me I had to take down before I move and bring with me to the new place. I love my Athena Club razor. Shaving my legs just used to be something I was not interested in doing. It felt like such a chore, but now it really is like fun and flirty and fresh and I get like smooth legs and Ben likes it. And the Athena Club razor mounted to my wall makes it so easy. The quality of the shave is a game changer. Their razor glides effortlessly thanks to those five precision engineered blades. The blades are perfectly spaced out to let hair pass through with each stroke and you'll experience less irritation and less razor burn, which is always a win in our book. So if you're ready to upgrade your shaving experience, switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin that you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com, grab your razor kit today, and you can find Athena Club razors at your local Target as well. Plus, with your purchase of a razor kit and a blade subscription on their website, you can try their gentle body scrub for free with code toast at checkout just pick a plan for your razor kit begin checkout and add the code toast before placing your order to automatically add a body scrub to your shipment trust me you won't look back happy shaving today's episode is also brought to you by collective freelance work is booming so many people are taking the leap and starting their own business but how do you maximize your earnings minimize your taxes and make sure you're legally compliant it can be overwhelming, confusing, and it takes time away from your own billable hours. As business owners ourselves, like that stuff is not fun, but you absolutely have to do it if you want to set yourself up for success. And something like Collective takes so much 
of that struggle out of the paperwork. So you need to talk to the experts at Collective.com. Collective was built specifically for businesses of one that are making over $60,000 in profit a year. Collective handles all of your back office work so you can focus on your passion, not the paperwork. And stick around because we're going to tell you how they can backdate your S-Corp and save you thousands on taxes this year. So Collective is the all-in-one financial solution for businesses of one. They handle your business formation, your taxes, your bookkeeping, even your payroll. Plus, if you're already in LLC, Collective can retroactively elect your S-Corp tax status back to July 1, which could save you thousands on your 2023 taxes. Collective members save an average of $10,000 per year on taxes with that structure, and a Collective membership truly pays for itself within just a few months. It's 100% tax deductible. So check out collective.com slash toast before October 31st to potentially save thousands of dollars on your 2023 taxes. To sweeten the deal, they'll also throw in an extra $100 when you use our $100 off, excuse me, when you use our link, but you have to do it before October 31st. So go to collective.com slash toast to get started with your personal team of self-employed tax experts, and they will also throw in an extra $100 off when you use our link. Collective.com. Focus on your passion, not your paperwork. Thank you, Claudia. I can't wait to hear this turdy dreamscape. So I don't know if you've heard this, but Elon Musk said he would pay Wikipedia $1 billion to change its name to Dickopedia after accusing the website of losing its objectivity to the biases of higher ranking editors. So Elon commented, you know how they're always asking for money on Wikipedia, which you've shared, he said. It's one of my least favorite things. He said, have you ever wondered why the Wikimedia Foundation wants so much money? It certainly isn't needed to operate Wikipedia. You can literally fit a copy of the entire text on your phone. So what's the money for? Inquiring minds want to know. You know, by the way, Elon watches the toast. I literally fucking said this. People around the world for free write up Wikipedia pages. They literally do all the work. I don't know what the hell Wikipedia is always asking us for a dollar for when they're literally like uh, doing like forced labor. Right. So he said he would give them one billion dollars if they change their name to Digipedia. <laughs> and then okay, but- someone said like Wikipedia, take the money. You could always change it back after you collect. He said one year minimum. I mean, I'm not a fool, LOL. (laughs) No, I'm dead. That's so funny. But I also need him to use his platform to get down to the bottom of what they spend their money on. And that's very interesting that he said like the code of the website is very simple. So it's not like this crazy elaborate website that requires engineers aplenty. Right. And also then um, X you know how they add context to tweets. So they said the Wikimedia Foundation is a charitable nonprofit providing free access to Wikipedia while a text and English only copy of Wikipedia is about. Wait, 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 you slurred your words. Start again. The Wikimedia Foundation is a charitable nonprofit providing free access to Wikipedia. We know that. Oh, okay. So they're considered a nonprofit because the website's free. Sure, but we're uh, the toast is free. We're just getting to um, what they use this money for. So it's to provide. No, I want. I want to. I'm sorry. I want to focus on how can you consider yourself a nonprofit because your product is Claudia, free. In 2022, Wikimedia had $154 million in revenue with $145 million in expenses. You said 154 and 150, 45? Yeah. What is $145 million worth of expenses going towards? That's the question. No, and I'm so glad And who donated $154 million in revenue? By the way, I'm, but is it considered revenue if it's donations? I'm so glad we're finally talking yeah. about this. Like, I'm a little, you know, peeved that I wasn't the one to start the national conversation about it because I said it first. However, I'm so glad, we're, like, I've been dying to talk about it for a fucking minute. 
There is something weird at Wikipedia and no one's talking about it, but now they are. So now let me ask you. I don't know what their motives are at Wikipedia and what they use all this. So let me ask you. <laughs> would you give a fuck what kind of pants son of a bitch you shot you was wearing? Let me ask you. I, so I said, I don't know what their motives are, what they need the money for. But on its face, Elon offers you $1 billion to change the name of your business to Dickopedia for one year. Do you do it? Yes. Yes. One, because they're so committed to their nonprofit, which nonprofits like help people. Like, I don't know who the fuck Wikipedia is helping. We couldn't even use it as a trusted source for our term papers. Right. So like, it's really helping no one. Um, yes. Because then like the Dickopedia, like that, you get press and more revenue. Yeah. Like if Elon said, I'll give you a billion dollars to change the name of the toast to the dick for a year. Bitch, I do it for a million. Literally, like, where do we sign up? Yeah, but how do we get one of these offers? Like, Elon, okay, we will seriously change the name of our podcast to whatever you want. Minimum a billion dollars. I do that in a second. How do we get one of these offers? I don't know. I think, I don't know what we'd have to do. Someone send this to Elon, please. I need a cool bill. And the thing is, a billion dollars is so much fucking money. And when you think about, okay, this is a company that made $154, in re $154 million in revenue. The Elon's offering them 10x that, No, it's right? a great deal. Like, how do you turn it down? Just because of your pride of not being Dickopedia? Right, like a true nonprofit wouldn't care about the pride. They would care about the profit. Right. That's kind of like what happened with Twitter and the shareholders when he made them an offer that like they couldn't refuse. They have shareholders like who everyone would accept this deal. He overpaid right. for Twitter. Right. Even though he changed it to X and made it his own. I'm, I'm not into X, I will say. Like I'm still calling it Twitter. X has really grown on me. I was just thinking about it this morning because I was reading something and it was like, so-and-so posted to X and really everyone has just adapted X being Twitter. No, they really haven't. Like, like media companies, like for accuracy purposes, they have to say, like I was watching football and they're like, make sure to follow the NFL on Facebook, X, like you have to say Right, it, and they have like time to prepare. Colloquially, colloquially, no. Yeah, they're reading from a script. Right. Colloquially, okay, maybe it hasn't taken yet, but I think that it's going to, and I, when I think about X, it is so much more, all-encompassing than the name Twitter. And that's what he wanted it to be. I don't disagree with that. I just, like, I, I'm i not a habit-changing girl. We know this. We do know. It'll take 30 longer than the average user. But I think we're well on our way. Like, at first, I didn't really see how this rebrand could happen so naturally. But I'm seeing it happen, and I'm liking what I see. I'm liking that Elon is having the important conversations on the platform that he bought, like Dickopedia. I'm obsessed. And also, did you see that Elon Musk made superchargers in Israel free? So like if anyone in Israel during the war like has a Tesla, like the f charging is totally I did. Sorry, that's king shit. Yeah. Now give us the billion. Next. But the thing is, I think he only like does it to things that he has a problem with. I don't know that Elon would have a problem with the toast. I mean, I don't know how anyone has a problem with us. We are such a delight. We are two of the funniest girls. And I know us like offline. When I tell you there aren't two more caring, charitable, generous, kind girls. The fact that we have so many haters like genuinely blows my mind. We are amazing. Yeah. It's so true. It's, it's just fact. So I don't think Elon's trying to, you know, Serve us. Uh, so make us an offer we can't refuse. Lucy just wants to support the cause. Which is, uh, come on. Join we, Patreon. We are for, Elon, become a we are patron. A, 
a for profit. Hold on, don't you want to see what kind of size jeans I'm wearing? <laughs> I know I do. Are you ready for our fifth and final? That was that was attorney dreamscape. Was dreamscape. <laughs> that was attorney dreamscape. Thank you. Have you not heard that yet? The Dickopedia thing that he offered them a bill. I think actually they were talking about it at a book club last night. Because huh. I shared my fun fact about the superchargers. You so you're just talking about Elon. We were talking about Israel. Mm. As you do. As one does. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I really am. Someone else has a memoir coming out this week who's been completely overshadowed by Britney, but he's telling his story as well. He? Wait, who? John Stamos. Let me think. Oh, actually, I did know John's, that. I was never going to guess that. John Stamos's addiction struggles, Hollywood romances, and more. Find out the biggest bombshells from his memoir. So John Stamos wrote his memoir, Cold, if you would have called. If you, cold. Cold. If you would have told me is what it's called. And he's talk, he's mentioning it all. Divorce from Rebecca Romaine, his journey to sobriety, oh, yeah. his time on Full House. It seems very... Um, He's a, he's lived a big life. I think he's actually the perfect person for a memoir. I think so too. So he talks about his alcohol reliance, how it picked up during his time working on Broadway, during his ER days. I didn't even realize he was on ER. He went on. That's so Uncle Jesse. He went on an entire press tour while fully drunk. He recalls his scary DUI incident that led to his hospitalization and eventually rehab. I forget about a time in the world where Rebecca Romaine and Uncle Jesse were married and I love Rebecca Romaine's marriage currently with Jerry O'Connell like I think they're the real deal and when he was on our show he was talking about how like difficult it is to have your wife be married to someone who looks like John Stamos and I forget about that time because I don't think I was like a conscious you know purveyor of pop culture but like the most good-looking couple on the planet yeah he also talks about the heartbreaking moment he learned of Bob Saget's death. Oh yeah, um, and a bunch of he has a lot of big. He things, has a lot like, of big things. Yeah, so he's mentioning it all in his new memoir. Like I really feel bad for him because like the timing of his memoir release couldn't be worse. Like Jada Pinkett's was last week. Britney's is this week. He really should have waited one more week. Yeah, but I'm sure it'll still do well. Yeah. The Full House, like, fans are loyal. And the John Stamos fans. Like, he's really acquired a lot of fans over the years. Yeah, and he's also weirdly, like, a very digital person now. He's always used to be in, like, the Vlog Squad videos. He's good friends with Josh Peck. He does a lot of podcasts. He's very, um, like, social in terms of social media. He was in the Vlog Squad videos? Yeah, he used to, like, show up. A couple, like, big celebrities used to be in the Vlog Squad videos. Like, Howie Mandel was randomly in them all the time. And I think it was because Josh Peck was in the vlog squad. Josh Peck did a TV show with John Stamos called Grandfathered. And I think that's how like John met the crew. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That was a crazy time. And what's the vlog squad doing now? So they've all kind of broken off in their own paths. So Zayn and Heath and Mariah and Matt have their own podcast. Then Carly, Aaron, Matt and Mike have another podcast. Um, What's David David doing? He has views, his podcast, I right, think, right. with Jason. Right. And then, uh, what's his name? Jeff with the eye and the, cra- the crane. Yes, that's what ended the whole vlog squad is that like David was making everybody do these crazy stunts on a crane in this lake. And Jeff literally almost went blind from I it. I thought what ended the vlog squad was the allegations against David. That too. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. Um, whatever. Jeff is like a 
very outspoken anti-vlog squad type of person. I do believe the rest of them are still friends. And they all do different projects and they're like friendly with each other. They go to each other's weddings. Like Matt just got married. So a bunch of people were there. But I do think there's like even beyond David and like the, the bigger people, there's like infighting. I remember reading there was like a, a fight between like a bunch of people. I don't know. The, the, the fact that that disintegrated so quickly was so insane. Yeah. I don't even remember a time, but like I was obsessed with those videos. Yeah, you were. Obsessed. Well, John Stamos's memoir is out now. Britney's memoir is out. The Camber and the Counselor is out, even though you literally can't get it anywhere. <clears throat> Turdy's memoir is out. It's been out for a while, but still, you can get you it. You can still read the story of the turd. That, what should my next book be called now that I have this nickname? Well, what would, is your next book going to be like memoir part two? I feel like my next book, I think I would do like a collection of short stories. But once I have more stories to tell, like I need to have a child. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I love reading short stories about parenthood. They just crack me up. Yeah. I think that's what my next book would be. So like come up with a cute name for me. Okay. We have time? No. <laughs> Speaking of. Speaking of. No. We have time. We yeah, have time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our show. I have 13 text messages. I just know shit's going awry, like, at home. Oh, right. You have things going on in your home. I do have things going on in my home. It's very well said. <laughs> so is that our show? That is our show. No one else can claim it. If anybody wants to donate to it or purchase it, the price is a billion dollars. So do it that way you will. Cool billion. Cool bill, Elon. And if you want to come on, Elon, we would love to have you. Love. Thank you so much for listening to the Toast and Millennium Morning Show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give us a video a thumbs up. We are also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I already cast box, all the places where we listen to podcasts. Find us, the Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and beyond wickedly talented we are. Hope you have an amazing, gorgeous Tuesday, and I'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Bye. Bye.